0: it. Um, well, let me do a little bit of an intro here. Um, I know you guys, you know, I'm, I'm like you, you're like me, we're all human, so I'm sure you relate when I say that uh, often in my study, preparing for sermons and so on, I, I get wrapped up, I really get deep into it, and, and uh, back in the days when I worked for Halliburton, I was a writer, and so uh, I would get lost in a dictionary. You, you all relate to that, right? Oh, no. you, you don't relate to that. You, the people in Edden didn't relate to me either. I don't understand that. So I like words. They call me a wordsmith back in the day, along with a lot of other people. And uh, we're going to look at a, one particular word today that is so meaningful, that really jumped out at me. Uh, was actually slapped, slapped me in the face, God did, with that word. So that's the way I'll look at it. He gave it to me. And I, I'm going to share the meaning or the significance of that with you today uh, out of these two passages. So we are going to read those passages right now. Uh, please stand in the honor of reading God's word. The first passage is Colossians 2. 6 and 7, you might be familiar with that. And this is out of NIV. It's very important that it be out of NIV today. So if you have ESV, I'm sorry, you'll just have to read up here. If we got it right, the guys in the sound booth and so on, if we're working together, um, let me read that to you. 6 and 7, Colossians 2. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your life in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. And the second verse, now that's a verse that I've learned a long, long time ago. Um, a fairly new verse that is uh, in my memory uh, is Romans 15:13, and oh, actually 13 through 16, I believe. Uh, that should be up there on the screen. And so I'm going to read that. This is sort of a benediction. It's kind of uh, supposed to be the end of Paul's letter, but he kind of uh, wasn't quite finished, so he decided to add on some more. But this is sort of a benediction, and uh, we'll read this to you as well. This should also be out of the NIV. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I myself am convicted, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, complete in knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. I have written to you quite boldly on some points as if to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Now, you, it, you can see in the bulletin the title of this. It says, Fruitful Overflowing. That kind of gives it away. Uh, there are two words in the NIV that are very... Um, that are... Um, repeated in those two different passages. One had to do with overflowing in the first, well the overflowing in both and in the IV. So we're going to look at Colossians 2, 6 and 7 and see what it is, what is this overflowing all about? There in the Greek there's a word called parasuo. And that word, perisuo, is the word that is used for overflowing with thankfulness out of the Colossians passage and overflowing with hope out of the Romans passage. And so, and there are many other, uh, I learned in this study that this overflowing is often translated as abounding. And that really opens things up as far as what is it that God is telling us in His Word about abounding, overflowing, having so much that it just it can't be contained, it overflows, right? And so, we're going to look at Colossians 2, this is uh, Colossians 2, 6 and 7, Uh, this is what the uh, Navigator uh, Discipleship Program is based on is Colossians 2.7, but I memorized both of them. And it's, it's a process in our sanctified lives or in our lives as Christians. It kind of goes through a step. It says, okay, therefore, since you, because you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, that's where you begin, right? I receive Christ as my Savior, my Lord. I am beginning a life with God. I'm beginning a life with Christ. So the very next verses, the very next words that Paul says is that continue to live in him. Continue to live your lives in him. Continue in the ESV, I think it says, walk with him. We know about our Christian walk, you've heard that phrase before, how to walk with Christ, to live in Christ, to live with Christ. So, as we, receive, as we have received Christ Jesus as Lord, let's live in Him. And now, what else, does, what else does it say there? It says, live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and finally, overflowing with thankfulness. We often uh, use, in fact, the symbol of the 2-7 series is a tree. And it's not a, by accident, because the, 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 uh, the sense here, the figurative language here has to do with rooting and building up. It's like an agricultural kind of uh, terminology here. But the tree, you, let's say you are likened unto a tree, and so you, you, with God, with Christ, you root into him. You know, when, he's, when the sower, the parable of the sower, the, the cultivated soil, the seed lands in there, that's, you know, faith. Well, the soil is you whenever the seed of God's gospel, uh, the Lord's gospel comes to you. Uh, you are the cultivated soil. But in this case... I believe it's Christ that is the cultivated soil here. You want to root in him. You want your roots to go down deep and grasp onto him. A little bit similar like John 15, where you abide in the vine. He is the vine. You're the branches, that kind of thing. We're going to go back to that in a minute. But you root in Jesus, and from that root, you get nourishment. You get uh, what you need to grow, to build up, to grow as a trunk Right? And strengthened in the faith. You see this process of the sanctified life. Strengthen the faith as you were taught. Remember my last sermon, last time, about discipling? You got to have a teacher, you need a mentor, you need somebody to teach you. And so, as you were taught, we have God's way is by discipling people, passing it on from one person to another. Strengthen in the faith as you were taught. And overflowing with thankfulness. Now, in the 2-7 meaning there, it would be all those leaves, right? Um, I'm going to take it a step farther. Because that overflowing has to do with superabundance. It means too much. You can't contain it. It's overflowing. So we're overflowing with thankfulness back to God Um, but what else are we overflowing with? And I'm going to bring some other scriptures into there to see what it is that God wants us to overflow with and what is the overflowing for? Is it to go out to the sea and just mingle with the ocean or is there a purpose in it? the first passage that I chose, if you see the, uh, the uh, perspective of that, it's from your perspective and my perspective. I have received Christ Jesus as Lord. I will continue to live in Him. I will reach down in Christ and be rooted. I will be built, up, built up. I will be strengthened in my faith. Uh, I will receive instruction and I will overflow. Now, look at Romans 15, 13, and see a different perspective on this overflowing idea. And uh, and we're just going to look at 13 primarily. Uh, 14 does say that Paul says, I'm convinced that you are full of goodness, complete in knowledge, competent to instruct one another. So you have a fullness there. But let's go back to 13. The benediction here, Paul's prayer or hope, a blessing upon the Romans is, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you can't overflow with something that you don't have, that you're not full of, right? And who's filling you with this? The God of hope. May the God of hope fill you. And there are other passages that says, this is God's doing. He's filling you up, right? But you want to be open to that, right? You've got to be a vessel. Um, Remember a few sermons back when uh, Carter preached out of, was it Psalm 81? Where he said, um, Psalm 8110, open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. You remember that? Come on, folks. (laughs) You got to remember these sermons, you know. We're not just up here uh, just filling time. Um, God said, open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But you got to open your mouth, right? And then he will fill it, but he's not just going to fill it full. He's going to overflow you right that's what this uh, Romans 15 13 says may the God of hope now this is about hope fill you with all joy and peace so now you're full of joy you're full of peace because you trust in him as you trust in him and then you're going to overflow somehow hope and joy and peace are all connected Well, they are aren't they Uh, and you're overflowing with that hope back to God where's the hope going to The parasuo in that has to do with to someone, or causative, for a purpose, to accomplish a purpose. That's one uh, variation of that word. So, you can overflow with hope, so that other people are hopeful. So that other people have joy and peace. Your flow, your hope is so full, and you are so full of it that you're flowing that out, and people can see it. And they're going, Where's he getting that hope? I want that hope, right? And maybe I have hope. Maybe there is hope. He's got hope, so there must be some hope somewhere, right? That's the idea here. Yes. I am opening wide my mouth. I am rooting. I'm being built up. I am overflowing with thankfulness on my side. God, however, is doing it on his side. He's filling me up with joy, peace, hope, and I am just overflowing with it. Superabounding is the way that is described in uh, the dictionary, the Greek dictionary. Superabounding it's not just full it's overflowing luke 6:38 says you know when we're talking about giving give and it will be given to you padded down and and running over well that's a little different word but it's classified as a synonym for parasuo. it's it's hooper connection uh, you i can't even say it. i can't i'm not greek so i can't speak greek uh, but the hooper part the hooper part is like super or hyper. It means over, over, running over. Your measure of giving and generosity and so on would be so great that it's running over. Running over to what? Running over to people. And, and it's blessing them. For the, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and it says in the very in a very following passage well a well-known passage the words of Jesus again it says the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart for out of the overflow parasul, not Hooper out of the overflow of his heart his mouth speaks now i know that Pat would probably, my wife would probably agree that I run my mouth in things ways that I shouldn't sometimes. And they don't always bless, you know. Uh, so, but it's out of the inside of my heart, right? If I am full of goodness, if I am full of grace, and I am full of joy, all of these, we talked, we sang uh, and, uh, about the, uh, the fruit of the spirit and so on. If I am full of that, God has filled me with all of that goodness. Psalm 107, 8 and 9 said, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness, for His wonderful works to the children of men. He satisfieth, now I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I would learned it in King James, because I'm that old, okay? <laughs> um, he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Or good things. It's translated now as good things. Do you hunger? Does your soul hunger for God? Does your whole soul uh, thirst for God? Do you want to be filled with Him? Uh, All the goodness, the good things that He has for you? That's what we're supposed to be doing. Not just filling, but overflowing. Now, I want to overflow with good things. I don't, you all know about the overflowing toilet tank in our house and so on. That's not good. That's that's not a good, that's not a good overflowing. Uh, When dams break or when you have too much rain and there's floods, that's not a good overflowing. What we're talking about is goodness, good things. That's what God is talking about. Overflow with goodness, good things. And so, he talked, and there's a, if you do take notes, um, here are some references, if you want to look up later. Um, you overflow in love, 1 Thessalonians 3.12. You overflow in comfort, 2 Corinthians 1.5. The comfort that you receive, you pass on, you overflow. It's the word that it uses there, that you would overflow in comfort to other people. That you would, in 2 Corinthians 8.2, that you would overflow in joy and generosity. That whole passage there has to do with, with uh, the people sharing the, the good things that they had with others generously. But the joy is in there too, the overflowing with joy. And in 1 Corinthians 15.58, that you would overflow in the work of the Lord, in serving him. And in Colossians 2.7, thankfulness, Romans 15.13, and hope, and there are others. How do we overflow with all of these good things? And to what purpose? Again, as I say, it's it's to someone. It's for a purpose. It's to witness to them. It is to bear fruit. It's God's will that you bear fruit. And I'm not preaching a passivity here. You will, if you do the things on your side, that perspective from your side, walk with him, brooded and built up in him, strengthened and, and so on, then you will be full of Christ. All the fullness of Christ is what it says here has been given to you. And so the fullness of Christ will be there and it will be too full. You will overflow in fruitfulness. So when, when we look at that tree... I gave a seminar in Kazakhstan uh, about this same analogy about the tree. You have Christ. That's the soil. You're rooted in Christ. You have salvation. B is the trunk. You become what God wants you to become. And doing has to do with your service to God, what you're doing for him. You are preaching, teaching, witnessing You are serving him. You are flowing out, and there is fruit on that tree. Should be. If it's not, hmm, Jesus might curse you and might die. Hmm, No, that's not going to happen. That's a joke, okay? Uh, But you're supposed to bear fruit, right? That's the whole idea of the overflowing. It's not just for you. The leaves aren't just for you. You're supposed to bear fruit. And the fruit drops to the ground, it creates other trees and so on, right? The fruit feeds animals, the fruit provides for God's creation and so on. That's what God's filling is for us. It is in John 15, it's very clear that it's God's desire that we bear much fruit. It says here, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, continues in him, lives in him, walks with him, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And it says in verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You want to be Christ's disciples? You need to bear fruit. This is the way to do it. Open your mouth and he will fill it to overflowing. You overflow your lives into other people. Paul says, in, both in Rome and in Colossian, in Colossae and Thessalonica, he says, the whole world knows, because of you, about the gospel. The, your, your faith is spreading everywhere. It's overflowing everywhere. That's my word, but that's the meaning of it. It's spreading everywhere to the believers in Colossae, to the believers in Rome, to the believers in Thessalonica, their faith was becoming known throughout the world because of their witness. So, this is a short sermon, um, and uh, Tom will be happy with that, right Tom? <laughs> but I want to I leave you with something here. John 10. How many times have you read John 10? John 10 says, I came that you may have life, and that you would have it abundantly. Abound. Parasuo. Same Greek word. Abundantly. Now, we're not talking about just the quality of life here. Yes, you're not just going to have life, eternal life. But it's going to be a wonderful life, a great life. God doesn't want to give you just half a life. Or not a good life. He wants to fill you with all of that. Joy, peace, comfort, hope. All of that. Fruit of the Spirit. You're going to be full up with that. That's the kind of life he's giving you. Jesus said, I came that you have life and that you have it abundantly. But that parasuo means overabundant. Overflow. You're supposed to overflow your life into someone else. Into other people. So that other people may know Christ. So that they may have life and have it abundantly. A little different perspective on that verse now, right? Overflow. It's your responsibility, but God's promise that he will overflow you. Just open wide your mouth. Let him do it. Live in him and he will he'll do it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these words. Thank you for um, teaching us your goodness, your truth, your grace. Uh, God, these these words are words of life. They are words that we need. They feed us. They make us grow so that we may bear fruit. Lord, please help us to do that. Help us to have that understanding and that perspective and that focus and that motivation throughout the week that we are overflowing to other people all that you have to offer. And I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Don't you love Jesus, what he did for you? Wow. Hmm. What love uh, that made him do what he did. Hmm. Um, This is the Lord's Supper. This is the table that we uh, invite you to every week uh, to share as a body, as believers together, that we share in the goodness of God through Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross for us, where he shed his body and his blood, that we might be saved. Not that we just might be saved, but that we would have abundant life with him forever uh, for eternity. So, uh, let me consecrate the bread and the cup. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and after he had given thanks um, he took it and broke it and he said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup he said this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me because as often